On this episode of Fools in Fiction, we talk about the When See You, a YouTube playlist that is very surreal. We attempted to upload an earlier version of this episode last week, but due to strange occurrences, it was rejected by the network, and a re-recording was asked for. Thanks for the patience. Hello, and welcome to Fools in Fiction. Uh, this week we are talking about the When See You which is a YouTube a playlist by Vernonator Some Numbers. Um, I should know those numbers. Anyway, uh, with us this week, we have got uh, Chris. Howdy. And also Joe. I'm here. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is... Uh, so if, if you don't know about this playlist, which most likely you do, you do not, because it's, uh, it's not the most popular YouTube playlist in the world. It's pretty obscure. Yeah. Uh, it's... A series where the person who's making it, I guess the DJ of the series, is, uh, it's, it's kind of like YTPing, but it's not really because he replaces most of the audio mm-hmm. from Wendy Williams episodes. Uh, Wendy Williams is a talk show host, uh, who we'll talk about more later. But, uh, yeah, just to kind of go through the series, there's 15 episodes right now. And the first 12, I think, are these very YTP-esque. If you don't know about YTPs, it's just like a like remixing a video into comical ways. There's all these tropes about it where you re- reverse certain things. Um, or you'll have like a lot of audio boosting or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. It's all. It's a whole, I guess, genre. Gen Z art form at this point. <laughs> it's 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 comedy, but it's definitely something that can, that can be analyzed as a scholar. Um, if, if you showed uh, YTP to a boomer, do you think they'd just be like, "Why is this funny?" Yeah, I think. Anyway, anyway, so the first, like, 12 episodes of this show are, 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 are pretty much in the conventions of YTPs, although they are, uh, the focus is so much more on audio changing and mm-hmm. less, like, video effects. When they do come in, they're always very significant, I think. Yeah. Uh, or they always seem that way. They're trying to, like, zoomed in and tracking one, like, a specific yeah. part or which, something. Which is, like, very not YTP-based, because, <clears throat> like, yeah. a lot of visual video visual changes for YTPs are like uh like blurring radical or yeah. radial blurring or YouTube poops might have like rapid repeats or yeah, generally exactly. more chaotic. Yeah um, yeah 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 whereas this the This is definitely chaotic but like not visually. Yeah. So the whole reason we're talking about this in Fools and Fiction is because from episode twelve onward or maybe episode thirteen on yeah episode twelve onward it becomes a story in a really interesting way. So, like, the whole time you think, like, oh, all, all these little shorts that are maybe, like, 30 seconds long are totally unrelated, and it's just, like, these are just YTPs in a slightly different style. But then you get to episode 12, and you realize it's it's revealed that they're all in the same universe, and they're, like, consistent characters. And that there's, like, a villain and a hero, and there's, like, these set powers that they have that are all based on these YTP-esque Tropes. Yeah. Like, uh, one character can throw electricity bolts, which, like, other people can't do. And it wasn't something we had put together until then. Um, and then, so, so, so since episode 12, there's only been three or four episodes, but it's been evolving, and episodes have been getting longer and longer. The most recent one is almost six minutes, and it's got all sorts of plot arcs and dialogue and stuff, all just from these edited Wendy Williams clips. And, like, as a note, um... I think the first episode with like a real that really really introduced plot was called Wendy Endgame. Yeah, um, which I think is 
hysterical because the most recent episode looked very much like not it's not Avengers Endgame in that like it's this huge uh produced thing and like uh you know everyone is here but it has like this great feeling of scale compared to everything else yeah, around it. it you really feel like you're in a world like interacting with characters even though it's just so strange mm-hmm and so that relates to something I wanted to talk about as this is kind of a narrative from chaos, which isn't something I've really encountered before, where all these chaotic elements suddenly congeal into a narrative while maintaining their chaos. Yeah. I know, Chris, you had said that, uh, uh, that there was something that was related. Or no, no I, well, like, th- there's a lot of, um, a lot of surrealism kind of feels like this at first, um, where you'll have very uh weird things um but like there's definitely so a really good example of this um is actually something that happened in a tabletop um for uh, for me is that um all of our characters for an april fool's day session uh and we didn't really put together that it was april fool's day um were trapped in a hallucinatory dream um that got like it, it it kind of grew crazier but like bit by bit so it just starts out as a normal day and then you know at our superhero hideout like right next to it is the four-star uh restaurant denny's Uh and if you take that at like face value you go like denny sucks uh this this video or uh, podcast episode brought to you by not denny's um but you're like denny's isn't a four-star restaurant uh but you go oh well maybe they're being facetious or something um, but then it slowly gets, like, more and more surreal. Uh, but there's still a narrative of what the characters are doing and a uh, reason behind it. And that this chaos will, like, congeal into that reason. Um, and I'm sure there's, like, a bunch of other examples of... Uh, or not a bunch, but, like, there are more examples to draw upon. I'm just blanking on them. Yeah, I, I didn't think about the connection to dream sequences in shows. Yeah, but the like, thing with... Books and stuff. Like, the thing with dream sequences uh, is oftentimes, like, right out the bat, it's crazy. Um, and it, uh, like, you obviously know it's a dream sequence, and so your, like, uh-huh. expectation of crazy is a bit more. Whereas this, like, it doesn't start as a dream sequence or anything. It starts as, like, a YTP, which you're like, yeah, this will be crazy, but it doesn't build to something. Whereas with dream sequences, yeah. like, it's very designed to do so that. So comparing it to, like shows that have dream sequences uh or comparing to kind of the larger narrative of those this is kind of in reverse because in those shows we go from normal life and uh like a normal narrative into something that's got a much looser narrative mm-hmm. and much like more chaos whereas this we start out very chaotic and with no narrative and the narrative comes out of it into yeah. more realistic characters it, so it's an interesting inversion i think it, it has that like um uh what is what is the word that I want? You're you know classics. Uh, when when uh, the like building of the universe. What, what's the term for that? Creation oh. story. No, but like there's a more specific one that I'm looking for. Uh, I guess it's kind of theogenetic in its way. That's not quite the word I'm looking for. Um, but like in in that like out of this nothingness uh, comes something. Like it's very. Um, uh, kind of biblical in that manner yeah it does feel like that i think before we should go on or before we go on i, I think we should summarize the plot yeah see if we can construct it because it's not it's not complex it's just 
the way it's told makes it difficult to kind of recall. Well, before that, okay. since I was recently forced to watch Lincoln Adventures at Gunpoint. <laughs> oh, um, right. I have That also that. similarly follows a plot of chaos Holy and shit. starts becoming a story. I didn't realize that until... It's literally like the... Like the first half is 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 chaos, and then the second half it turned out that there were consistent characters and stuff. Well, I it starts as something you create for fun, and realize that since you're still making it, you should add something to it. I the word, totally the word I'm looking for that. is uh, ex nihilo. Uh, the phrase did not know that phrase. Yeah, uh, which but is just Latin from, from like nothing? from nothing. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry for that. I, I was going <clears throat> to be damned to hell if I couldn't uh, figure out what it was. Un- understandable. Um, but yeah, I never made that connection. That could be one reason why I like it so much is because it reminds me of this show I've spent 11 years working on to self-promote. Check it out on YouTube, The Lake Anna Adventure. You might be able to find it by searching. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the uh, the plot of When to See You. So the first 12 episodes, not much happens um, but I think that there is a whole lot of world building um, in yeah. the sense that there's consistent things that we see. And, and if you've only seen the first 12 episodes, you just think that this is the style of YTPing of Verninator. Um, but like some of these consistent things are there's this sense, this really strong sense of a disconnect between the audience and the world where a lot of times... So, so the structure of Wendy Williams, as far as I know, is Wendy Williams talks and has a guest or whoever... Or whatever. It, and it's then like there's generic the talk show format. It's, it's Dr. Phil, but without the psychology. And mm. there's a lot of shots of the audience. Yes. Which I think makes the... No, it's like Ellen. That's the... Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. why like, I went to like Dr. Ellen. Phil. Yeah, yeah. It, I, just because they're on it like the same time. But, but yeah. the, uh, the way when CU works here is it... Uh, is... Yeah, yeah. Okay, what was I saying? So there, there's this... The, the way they establish this disconnect between the audience and the stuff that's happening in the show is that the audience in the show, sorry to use audience in two very different ways, but like the, uh, the people in the, the bleachers watching Wendy Williams mm-hmm. uh, often spontaneously clap or don't clap when you would think that they would not clap or would clap respectively. Or like some, someone might just scream at some point in the audience. And so it shows like, it, it feels like you're missing social cues when you're watching the show. So, so the big thing <clears throat> for me... Uh, was that there was a lot of lip smacking and belching. Yeah. Uh, which, like, sounds very rude and gross. And it kind of is. But, like, the first two episodes, you're like, what? And then, like, I think from the third episode on, you realize that, like, they're not doing something unexpected. To them, it's, uh, to it's, them. it's like the Skeksis. Yeah. It's like how their whole operation is seems strange to us. Uh uh, there, there's also characters another way that we get this disconnect is that the way dialogue works in this show is that there's kind of this alternation between saying these very <coughs> excuse me i'm choking <coughs> these very uh arcane things or, or like very yeah very simple. arcane things like uh like break the habits or shoot where to us they, we don't know what they mean but the characters have these very emotional reactions to them whereas sometimes we'll get a very straightforward Sentence, I think the one most critical to the story comes from the most recent episode where Guy Fieri says, this is the bomb. And then nobody reacts, but a character eats it and literally explodes, which is a huge point in the story. Yeah. So, like, the characters have this kind of way of communication that's totally opposite of the way that we communicate. So that also establishes this obscure, like, Guy, like world. Guy Fieri feels like the only literate person there. 
Um, uh-huh. Because in, in his solo episode, he does like a fair bit of talking and like normal uh, yeah, dialogue. Yeah. Because uh, the vast majority of the audio of this show is either ADR'd or like it'll just be like one line out of nowhere. And there's always a lot of reverb added onto it. Yeah. Um, um, let's, uh, we still got summary of, of the plot. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the summary of the soul. Yeah. Um, in, in the first one, we also kind of see that Wendy is like, I don't want to say a maniac, but definitely yeah. is. She like shoots a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and then, so, so there is some disconnect between the in-universe audience and her. Yeah. Yeah. Could, their expectations of them. Yeah. Um, and then like the expectations of an audience to a talk show host, talk show hosts have a more tyrannical position yeah. in this universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't feel like an audience. It felt like being held captive and like forced to like watch the, the, yeah. the goblins in a labyrinth. Yeah. Where the goblin king is like, well laugh. And then they all have to laugh. Yeah. And he's like, stop. <laughs> it's like that. That's what the character of Wendy is like. And I, so I think these first 12 episodes establish or 11 episodes establish Wendy as a character and kind of the tone of this world. But then we get into episode 12 or 13 or something. Which one's the Star Trek one? Oh, I don't know what the Star Trek one is. So I think it's like seven or eight. Or yeah. So yeah, very briefly, we see this kind of glimpse of like the surreal uh, where the the stuff is taken from what is pretty obviously a Halloween episode uh-huh. because everyone's in costume. And Wendy is... Um, in a Star Uhura. Trek... Yeah, she's got an Uhura costume. Um, and is sitting in a like uh, chair that is supposed to engender the feeling of Star Trek. Uh-huh. Um, and she taps buttons on the side of it, and it sends out, like... Lasers. Yeah, lasers or plasma or what have you. Photon uh, that, torpedoes. Yeah, that kill uh, members of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, like, so far we've seen uh, Wendy kill people with guns, but those uh-huh. are, like, real. Um, but, but with this, uh, our, our, really our, the preferred method of shooting guns in this universe is hand straight forward, gun to the left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's an editing thing more than yeah. it is. No, like, it's the lore. It's the lore. Yeah. Um, but like, this is the first time where you're like, wait a minute, like, sure, you go, this isn't real because I've seen the Wendy Williams show or I have a basic understanding of like that this would get reported in the news. Uh-huh. Um, but the, that's the first time where you go, like, this couldn't plausibly happen. Um, like, Wendy couldn't do this. Like, This is something that's not just, like, we're seeing our world through a weird lens, but this is something that absolutely we cannot justify. Yeah. This is this is no longer seeing, like... We're in a, a pro- sci-fi world. Yeah, this isn't a projection of Earth. This is, like, a, a something different, different ideology. Yeah. And I know Chris has some... We'll get, we'll get to that Eventually, later. Some, yeah. some yeah. theories on that particular scene. Uh, um, but yeah, so once we get into episode 12, it's much longer. It's called Wendy Endgame. And it starts with uh, Wendy in like a backstage area getting a like a video call from another Wendy who's in an empty audience who just talks to her with this very obscure language, of course. But Wendy is like very panicked and kind of walks out onto the stage. And they have kind of a conversation. The two Wendys, one sitting in the audience and one on stage. And this is the first like real coherent conversation well quote-unquote coherent conversation we've had in the show and uh, yeah it's it's more it's more than like two lines of dialogue yeah two people and it goes on for a while and it's like you're watching like some socratic dialogue yeah that you don't have any understanding of but like you get this you get you get the emotions from the characters regardless Mm -hmm. due to the editing for the most part because i mean how else are you going to get it without yeah 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 of this 
totally composed story out of a composed out of these parts yeah also there's some version of normal roles like normal wendy is normally the one in charge of the audience this time she's in the audience and is being controlled and she's very like afraid and then evil went spoilers for the one to see you (laughs) evil wendy blasts her head open uh normal wendy's head open after like much deliberation of whether because she uh, evil wendy kills two people off to the side yeah 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 and normal wendy doesn't seem like she's afraid of the whole situation but she doesn't think that evil wendy's going to kill her yeah and can remember, all of this is us reading it from the emotions. The actual lines of dialogue are so bizarre. Yeah. But every once in a while, there'll just be something. Like, right before Evil Wendy kills Wendy, she she says, we have each other, or not, and then points her finger <laughs> at uh, at uh, normal right. Wendy who explo- or whose head gets blown off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's very dramatic music. But uh, after that, we cut to a... Uh, or the next episode is Evil Wendy, who you can tell because she's blonde as opposed to normal Wendy who has brown hair. Yeah. Uh just doing like killing more people with this same kind of uh Scanners, point, like, pointing at them and then their head explodes thing. With like reckless show. abandon. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like taken over normal Wendy's position. And then he's is even more like di- uh, dictatorial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're like, oh my god, like there's like scales of morality in this world. Mm-hmm. But then she's also challenging norms of that world. Like people who have done stuff in the previous ones like scream or clap she's exploding for doing that yeah 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 whereas before those might be this is just speculation but those might be good or normal actions yeah. mm. uh the episode after that we see no wendy at all we are on guy fieri's show and he's pretty coherent well i think it's i think uh, the the video comes from guy fieri on wendy's show um oh okay. but okay I didn't but know. i well but in in the fiction of the uh universe you can i think you can tell because of the background color Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. in the fiction of the universe, this is like Guy Fieri uh, sans uh, Wendy. Yeah. And he it turns out he has the same power that evil Wendy has of exploding people's heads. Um, yes. Yeah. And then the next episode after that, called Wendy uh, Dines, Drives In and, and dies. dies. Yeah. Guy Fieri goes to evil Wendy's show, or what used to be normal Wendy's show, but it's evil Wendy's show now. And they, like, have a collaboration episode, but Guy Fieri gives her a bomb to eat, which is a taco. And, and he, this is what we were talking about, where he straight up says, this is the bomb. When he says, what is that? Or even when he says, what is that? And he goes, this is the bomb. And it, like, crackles. And then Evil Wendy eats it. And then we have, like, the most beautiful piece of editing I've ever seen. <laughs> so where crazy. Evil Wendy is shomping down on the taco and time freezes and you can see her eyelids open. And then it goes, and it rewinds back through the episodes of her committing her acts of violence. And she's, and she's still eating the taco and the music is rising. And then there's this, and in the audience, normal Wendy appears and reattaches her head. And she goes, this is my moment. You watch, you watch. And then all the people that evil Wendy have killed kind of get summoned in this very Harry Potter uh and sense with, and with the uh, resurrection stuff yeah yeah and uh, even when he is still eating this taco in slow motion at the on the stage <clears throat> and then there's this like the music here is beautiful i don't know what it's from i, I neither do i i feel like it's from like it, it it has like the same tone as the inception sound, yeah 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 but yeah. It, it has way different pitches uh if someone listens to this and like figures out what it is please let us know but anyway uh evil wendy explodes and normal wendy walks on stage and her footsteps are so loud and clonky like (laughs) as she's walking onto the stage and it's this very joyous moment and then she drives away and like this very life is strange kind of melancholy song starts as she goes into her new life 
Uh, alongside and alongside Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. also driving. And then he, the the grand twist at the end of it, and this is where we are in the show right now, is Guy Fieri crashes his car into normal Wendy's car, who he just helped oh, resurrect. Is it really? I thought it was uh, they were both in the same car and they got hit by another car. Oh my god! I think that was it. Oh my god! I misinterpreted it. So, uh, yeah, but he, like but he's laughing right before. Well, we can't interpret maybe. what that means. Uh, also, Guy Fieri is like. A benevolent force in this universe. He's the mentor um, archetype to Light Wendy's hero archetype. Yeah, but um, but I thought he crashed his car, so that totally like no, that changes. So that changes it. The yeah. the really interesting thing about him though is like, um, the uh, on the Wendy dives, drives in and dies. Uh, evil Wendy throws a ball of like lasers or whatever at uh, audience members' yeah. open mouth, and it lands in there. And Guy Fieri like. Weighs his hand and it comes out. Yeah, uh, and, and, and the audience like members, absorbs it. Yeah, didn't he say something like "definite"? Like no, and like yeah, he, he says something like that. You yeah. didn't tell us we would be shooting today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's something that he says like, um, with anger. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, like, I I think uh, first of all, that's like the plot. That's the plot of One C right now. Actually, I just thought of this. Um, this actually is very similar to the anime Inuyashika. Okay. It has like eight episodes or something. It's really? an old man and a young teen both okay. get superpowers. Okay. And the young teen goes like insane and starts killing people and the old man's trying to stop him, but they both have the same power. And Interesting. It's essentially this story. I like that. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, but I think um, one of... I, I think we've talked kind of about the plot and the structure of Wenzio. I think the other thing we wanted to talk about was like I've got a. Oh, do you have another thing? It's just that uh, Chris was saying how this reminded him of an anime. It reminded me, just maybe 10 minutes ago when I was writing notes on this, of Undertale. Oh, right. Uh, Because because it's a. I was thinking, have I ever encountered a story that starts out as something typical of its genre with all the tropes, but then uses those tropes as elements of the story? Which, like, Wencu does with the YTP esque tropes. They're not really exactly YTP tropes. They're like YTPs from some other world, which is another thing that makes this seem so unfamiliar. Yeah. But and I was thinking Undertale does that with saving and resetting and the the kind of game mechanics. Yeah, where you can uh, like piece together the mercy button. After yeah. As for which, uh, like. Uh, the the fact that a boss destroys and removes an option from you as a player of the game um, is like very similar in how it messes with tropes to yeah. the Wencu using this very awkward chaos to build something. Yeah, where like in the Wencu we think, oh, they're just like firing off lasers and stuff because that's just the style of the of the show. But then it turns out that's like like people really die. Yeah, in the show, and they really come back, and there's vengeance, and there's emotions, and there's characters, all while this chaotic style is still being maintained. And we're like, oh, we're watching something. Yeah. Um, and then are those the rest of the yeah, yeah, because I know that's all I had on that. Um, Chris brought up the the chair, what the, oh, yeah, the yeah. chair, and I was thinking of the other thing, but talk yeah. about the chair. But the chair, okay, when she presses the Star Trek chair, electricity cackles through her body, and she instantly becomes more violent and starts oh. like shooting people in the crowd. So, my theory is you know, in the prestige, the cloning mm-hmm. device, yeah, 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 forces yeah, through them, and a clone appears somewhere else. I'm assuming that generated that, evil. That generated evil Wendy. But we see. But we see. Oh, oh, okay. Like maybe evil Wendy later dyed their hair to separate themselves. 
since yeah. they know they're a secondary. So and maybe knowing they're a secondary is what led to their more chaotic. So nature. it's like a uh, a Peter Parker Kane kind of situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, you, I don't think you know that reference. I'll lend mm-hmm. you, uh, or I'll direct you towards what is it? The Clone Saga. I think uh, is what it's called. Uh, the Clone Saga. <laughs> no, back to start. No, um, and so <clears throat> I think I think that has merit to say that like. There, pr- this plot like was bubbling up, and we just didn't know about it, mm-hmm. um, and and then came up, and then there's also uh, this idea of the like the actual act of making the YTP um, as this kind of thing for debate, where Wendy Williams is, uh, you know, of course a real person, but. Uh, has which is wild to think if your like only exposure to her is through this show because like she's a character in the show, but not like played like Wendy Williams never played this character. Yeah, exactly. It's all constructed out of like via editing. Mm-hmm. It's wild, but yeah. Um, but one of the things is that she has uh, done and said things considered uh, scandalous. Yeah, apparently. Like I did some research before this stuff, like uh, you know, Method Man. Oh, which yeah, 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 yeah. And- she uh, found out that Method Man's wife had cancer and without his permission released that publicly before they could do it. Mm-hmm. And then when Method Man shows, he showed that he was upset about that, she made up that he was having an affair with his with his wife's doctor and like tried to, to like make up that to make a Method Man and stuff like, uh, let's see, where else is there? She made a biopic about Aliyah, I think that's how you pronounce it, which is another rapper that died young or whatever and she did it without the uh family's permission and apparently it was really insensitive yeah um just so we're uh leaving a as presser Rasmussen says a paper trail what's uh what's the website you're on i'm on nikkiswift.com because that was like okay. a compilation of things uh, but if you want to read more like into that that's, that would be where yeah, yeah stuff like um kesha when she was in a legal battle with dr luke who had Apparently, sexually assaulted her and stuff. I'm not very familiar with no all this I, stuff. I I, but, I don't um, think uh, three white guys sitting around a mic is like the very uh, representative yeah. of the people who know these scandals. To be very clear, I'm just reading from a list. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, she said um, it's not true because if it was if she was being sexually assaulted, why didn't they have a camera on it? Is what like Wendy Williams said. Yeah. So the and, but but yeah like. To, to get to the heart of the matter. Um, Other stuff. Like, yeah. not not that, like, uh, having the full uh, biblical scope isn't important, but, like, uh, I think we can use stuff like that as a representative and say, like, is making uh, YTP or, indeed, any, like, creative thing based around a... Uh, uh, Some popular persona. Yeah, but one who has baggage um, or, or has done... Uh, insensitive or bad or whatever you want to call it things uh, is that a moral decision is it good is it bad like does it come with caveats or stuff like that yeah um, I think the the biggest issue would be that it might help humanize them uh, in, in a yeah I, I, maybe there's a better way of wording that yeah because they are humans <laughs> I I, uh, I think it um, removes uh, puts a degree of separation between them in some instances. So, like, um, with uh, Alex Jones, mm-hmm. uh, I think a lot of YTPs of him are fine because he's portrayed as, like, 
uh, derelict who is like mm-hmm. ranting and raving and yeah. has no clue what he's talking about. But then there's yeah. also I wouldn't really know who Alex Jones is without like the YTPs I've seen. So That's fair. So, like, there's a thing like no publicity is what's what's the quote? I it, keep forgetting. There's it. no such thing as bad publicity. That's yeah. It. Um, which perhaps I think that um, at some point, like. That's fair enough to say that Alex Jones probably does have some notoriety and probably has some people uh, who follow him who heard YTPs and went, actually, he's, you know, saying things that I might jive with. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there – I watch YTPs of PragerU, which is – Dennis. Who – so PragerU was founded by Dennis Prager, who is – Conservative talk show host. If this sounds like it's being read by like Ollie Thornton of Philosophy Tube or uh, did you call him Ollie Thornton or Ollie Thorn? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, there's a character named Thornton. That, oh, okay, uh, okay. I, so uh, Ollie or uh, H Bomber guy or any of Left Tube. Um, that's because like <laughs> they're a popular subject of it. Just because they're pretty blatantly uh, conservative and pretty blatantly like trying to proselytize yeah um and uh there's like a bunch of videos on uh debunking them uh sean did a lot of really good ones um is it joel big joel i I don't know these people okay i I am the only but like the so back to the heart of the matter i got sidetracked um a lot of the stuff i watch uh not only makes the dennis prager when he's speaking sound like an utter buffoon. But if it's not, like, making him say ridiculous things, it's making him say, like, a lot of leftist or communist or Mm -hmm. uh, liberal propaganda. Yeah. Um, And I think that's, like, completely fine and, in fact, probably a really good thing. The the big difference between that and 1CU is I didn't know that Wendy was problematic until Chris told me. Like, (laughs) like, from watching 1CU several times, you don't... Like, it's not making fun of Wendy Williams. Yeah, whereas um, some of the Alex Jones stuff and definitely a lot of the Dennis Prager stuff is, like, very directly uh, parodying and making fun of this person. Um, Maybe satirizing. Yeah, thank you. Um, And so I think that, like, sure, uh, some things exist outside of con or not outside of context but like <laughs> yeah um, some things exist outside of context <laughs> yeah that's a great thing I to can, say I can out feel of context all, all my all my ethnomusicology professors descending upon this dorm like a SWAT team <laughs> um, but uh, so like <laughs> uh, to to give an example to something that I'm not articulating well um OJ Simpson uh, so, I, so I didn't mean to make fun no, of no, no 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 I, I definitely just such it. a such a a bold statement yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so like oj simpson uh if you don't know this um i i shall give you the word of god uh oj simpson was tried for uh the he was accused of murdering his wife and i forget was it her affair boy that's not the word. <laughs> I, I, I believe it was the man with whom she was having an affair that is the um, way to say that i don't believe or I don't remember if it was confirmed that she was having an affair or if it was alleged. Well, they were found in bed together, right? Were they? Okay. Like headless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he was tried for uh, 
very, very uh, extensive thing and was uh, acquitted of all charges uh, and was later put in jail for, like, tax fraud. No, stealing his own stuff from a museum. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was arrested for really crazy shit. Um, But O.J. Simpson was, uh, uh, you know, sports icon and uh, the one that... Becoming an actor. Was becoming an actor, and that's where I go with this, is that uh, O.J. Simpson plays uh, the character of Officer Nordberg in uh, the Naked Gun series, which in and of itself is a parody. Um, but I think watching the Naked Gun and it existing and showing Officer Nordberg being like a regular human being doesn't directly say anything about the morals of O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. And so like, I think you can, uh, this is something I talk about a lot on this, is that I think a piece of fiction can exist uh, not outside of, but uh, more detached from the context of the actors uh, who play it. And, like, there's definitely exceptions to that. Um, there's a lot of people who have committed uh, sexual assault or are mm-hmm. just, like, really racist or anti-Semitic or whatever that have kind of faded from uh, Hollywood because a lot of people are like, well, we don't want to cast them anymore now that we know this. But then but, also to play devil's advocate, fictional representations of people do change public perception of them. Like, that, yeah, he played Nordberg, and he seems like harmless, someone who would not harm people in that. He's the butt of a lot of jokes. So he was considered for the role of the Terminator, but they decided against it because they didn't think the audience would believe he'd be capable of killing someone. It's a lot of, really? a lot of yeah. conflating actors with characters, even in just like the way we speak. Like, did you know Bart Simpson played blah, blah, blah when we made the actors played Bart Simpson? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a lot of like, um, when, when you talk about voice acting specifically, uh, where you'll say, oh, uh, he's the voice of, uh, like, uh, Deku, instead of saying whoever voices him. And who voices Deku? I don't know. And anyways, there's, like, a couple of really, uh, prominent VAs, like, uh, Johnny Young Bosch, but he's kind of prominent because he was a fucking Power Ranger. But in kind of a more subtle way, like, in a... What's, what's that movie called? Tino, you fat lard, come and get your dinner. What's oh, oh. and Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, the uncle who's constantly eating steaks and throwing footballs. The actor is vegetarian, but from watching that, you would never know that. That's fair. You think he's a meat-loving guy. <laughs> I, you could have phrased that way better. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I'm going to introduce myself. At, or, uh, introduce, hey, I'm Joe. I'm a meat-loving guy. Yeah, I, but you have to do it with the correct inflection. Yeah. No, I... Uh, I'm I a meat-loving guy. Who, who is... Flamingly gay that we should introduce like that. Flamingly gay? A real person? Yeah. Uh, Who is gay and also eats a lot of meat, so it can definitely... Flamingly gay or just appears flamingly gay? Well, Zeal is is who you were thinking of. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to stop you there. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know if that's not... But yeah, so um, to kind of wrap up, uh, mostly because Finn has got a zoom. I got a zoom. Uh, I think that... Like, it, if you guys haven't seen this, you should go watch it. Um, and I think personally, like, for those of you on campus, uh, come talk to us and be like, hey, I think you're dead wrong. And I think making this YTP doesn't do anything wrong. Um, I personally well, think, I personally don't think it does. I was yeah, 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 yeah. I questions. think that if you make a YTP of someone who is, like, either had scandals or is very known for having scandals, you should, like disclaim that and be like the character in this is fictitious this real person uh 
has done X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. Um, Z. I, I, I started to say Z, and yeah. then I was like, whew, the American in me, like, you, tried to kill me. You almost lost your cover. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's it. Uh, without, uh, if, if, oh, we have to do plugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we always forget to do that. Uh, check us out on uh, Reddit, uh, at reddit.com slash r slash foolsandfiction, uh, where you can comment on episodes. Um, check out the other shows on the network at Spreaker.com. Spreaker dot... Oh, no. Spre- Chrome, 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 Chrome. Oh. Spreaker.com slash user slash PNWM. Uh, also, uh, we don't have a Twitter. We, we, have we a do e- have an email. That got hacked. Yes, it did. It did. It did. Let me read you very quickly the, the email I received um, from Fools and Fiction. Or no. Yeah, Inbox Fools and Fiction. Um, I got a BPERX order confirmation of 20 issues of Shape. And they, they called us. They said, Dear Fool Sand Fiction. <laughs> Which I, I think is very good. I I'm really suspicious about sand. Uh, but the thing like is, it's not like they ordered something using our email. The thing is, they just like, we're confirming your we're confirming your gift card redemption. So someone redeemed a gift card on our email. I guess was it us? I don't think it was us. Um, but yeah, uh, email us there. Talk to us in person. I've got uh, thankfully a couple of people have uh, talked to me and said, "Hey, I want to do an episode on this." Uh, if you're thinking about that. Do it. We'll we'll always try and find time to collaborate with people. Yeah, I, the the way we do this is that we've got a uh, a document where we write down episode ideas. And if uh, if you just say like, "Hey, I want to do an episode," I'll write it at the bottom of the list. But if you want to say, "I want to do an episode now," we can definitely do that. Yeah, um, unless we've got something else planned. So with that being said, I, I believe it's time. Goodbye. <laughs>